My name is David Siegler, and welcome to my podcast. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's 2020. How cool. I never thought I'd get here. I, I, I'm here. 2020. Uh, and I am back at work. And a quiet Christmas, to be fair. But I'm back at work now. And today, I've been on patch uh, with two wonderful clients, uh, a lovely couple who are clients uh, for our deal packaging business at Progressive Let's Sourcing. Uh, and they came to walk the ground, have a look, see what we were doing. And uh, here's the thing, right? I went out and showed them a few projects. And uh, one of the projects I took them to see was an HMO project. And I'll just do what I normally do. Uh, I spent a bit of time with them. I showed them what we were up to, how it works, how it rolls, right? And uh, one of them, the, the gentleman uh, of the couple, said to me at some point something like, David, you're uh, doing a great job selling us this project. And I said to him, in all innocence, because I didn't have my selling machine on, I didn't, uh, I said, I didn't know I was selling it. And he said, you're joking. You've been selling it since we got here, right? Made me think, made me think. So a lovely afternoon with the couple. I'm sure we're going to do some business, right? Uh, but I'm back now in my lonely hotel room in Peterborough, and I thought about the process, exactly what I did, and he's right. There is a process to selling an HMO, deal packages out there, anyone out there who wants to sell an HMO, I am in this live going to give you my process, or as much as I can remember of it, because I just do this instinctively. I've been doing it for a long time now. I need to write all this stuff down. So if you want to sell an HMO to, a, to an investor client, this is what you do. And this is what, this is the, um, template that I followed today to sell an HMO. I've sold plenty of HMOs in my time. This is how it rolls. You might want to make a note, or of course, you can watch this live again later on. There you go. So number one, number one, uh, I invited the uh, potential clients to come to the office to meet the team. Very, very important. Why did I do that? Because I knew that a visit to Progressive Let's Sourcing Office in Peterborough is going to build my credibility, build my esteem with the clients. Why? Because they are professional. They know what they're doing. Uh, and in my experience, guys, uh, HMO management, letting agent who can manage HMO are a very rare breed, right? So you've got to find one who can manage an HMO. I am fully confident in the lettings team at Progressive Lets. They manage HMOs. They've got about 200 rooms, I think I heard somebody say once. 200 rooms under management. Uh, they know all the ins and outs, and they do it really, really well. I would, I would have no hesitation in giving them my HMOs to manage. So I arranged to meet the potential clients, the purchasers, at Progressive Lets' office. Um, I introduced them to the letting team. I introduced them to the key personnel. So my colleague Adam Adam Seal, forgive me, Adam. Adam Seal, uh, I know what your name was, Adam. Don't you worry. Uh, Adam Seal, who uh, is sort of the other half of what I do. Adam does all the work, right? So he sources, meets the builders, talks to the HMO team, talks to building control. Adam knows a huge amount. He's a huge amount of knowledge there, and he's an absolute asset to our deal packaging business. So I make sure that the clients meet Adam Seal. You need an Adam Seal in your life. If you haven't got an Adam Seal, find someone who can do that job. Maybe you can do it yourself. But if you can't do it yourself, you need to find someone. 
Then I was also be able to talk about a young man called Kieran Tullett. Shout out to Kieran, who is the HMO manager at Progressive Let's. Um, he is absolutely first class, but head and shoulders above anyone I've ever worked with, just in my limited experience. Kieran, great HMO manager. So now everyone's happy. Everyone's on, on, on board. We jump in the car and we go and look at a couple of projects. I hope this is helpful, by the way. It's my template for selling an HMO, my template that I didn't even realize that I had, but this is how it rolls. So we got in the car and we drove to the project. First thing we did was get out of the car. We are in the street. Before I went in, I didn't know I did this. Before I went in, I talked about the street. I talked about the type of street it is. In, in this particular instance, very nice street. Some very nice houses in this street. Um, certainly some let properties, right? And not all owner occupiers. The other thing is it's a very short walk from Peterborough City Centre. So if you're a short walk from Peterborough City Centre, your rooms are going to be really attractive. Uh, so I haven't even got in the house yet, and I've already built credibility, built knowledge, given information, but I did it conversationally, and I didn't know I was doing it, the whole point of this live today. So then we went into the house, right? So we've done the um, location. Now I'm starting. What I could see now, I didn't know I was doing it at the time, was trying to layer on the fact that we've got such a lot of experience sourcing HMOs. So immediately, I'm talking about the floor plan, the floor plan. And Adam Seal does something really, really cool that I've not seen done before. In each room, so this was this is a great project, by the way, this one. I would have bought it myself. I would have done it. It's a fabulous project. It's a, it's a big old mm, Edwardian house, big rooms, and it's now going to be a six-bed HMO, okay? All en suite, really nice spec. The investor that bought it is doing a great job, great job. But what um, Adam did early on was in each room, he posted uh, on the wall. He pasted on the wall. He didn't just post it. He pasted on the wall. He stuck on the wall uh, a floor plan for that room so that everyone knows where the radiators are going to go. You need to know where the radiator. You don't want to have a bed up against a radiator. If you leave it to the plumbing contractor, the, 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 they might put radiators that's easy for them, not where you want them. He also uh, leaves a plan for every room where every electrical socket is going to go. So the uh, electrical contractor knows. Now, I, I got this wrong in my early days. When I started doing HMOs, I just um, engaged an electrical contractor and said, this is how many power points we need in each room, and let them get on with it. And when you get there, it's in the wrong place because you need power points by the bed, right? You don't want to have cables trailing across the room because the bed's too far from the power point and all that sort of thing. Uh, so... He posts, he pastes, forgive me, Adam pastes on the wall um, a plan for every single room. And then there's no argument from the contractors. If we finish up with the radiator in the wrong place, and in this project we did, there's no argument, there's no extra cost here. The plumbing contractor has to move the radiator. That's how it rolls. So I'm showing this to the uh, investors, and all the while, building the fact that we've got experience, we've done this before, we know what we're doing. Okay, um, ensuite bathrooms. Ensuite bathrooms. We take them into the ensuite bathroom. I've only done one room so far, right? I'm in the first room. Took them into the ensuite bathroom. We tile floor to ceiling. We tile 100%, right? I have seen HMOs that only do three-quarter tiling, just a minimum requirement, round um, the wash basin round the shower. 
um, and the rest is painted. I don't like that. I'm not saying it's wrong. There's nothing wrong or right here. I like fully tiled. I like fully tiled because it's easy to clean. It's easy to maintain. You don't get any mold issues. Um, and it looks better. And for the amount for that extra bit of tiling, I mean, you, you know, you've got a project here where anyone doing an HMO is, is investing quarter of a million plus, right? Into this property for a bit of extra tiling. Uh, it works. It works for me. So, um, we're sharing that. We're sharing that with the investors so that they can see it, so that they know what we are doing. Okay, where are we going then? Into the kitchen. We then wander into the kitchen. How much space do you need for an HMO kitchen? You need to know that stuff, right? So there's a big step up from a five-bedder to a six-bedder, right? You can do a six-bedder without planning. A five-bedder doesn't need planning. A seven-bedder needs planning. So a six-bedder is that sort of sweet spot in the middle. If you can find a house that will do six beds, you are really serving your uh, investors. Um, so the, this is a six-bedder. So we've got two ovens in there because we need two ovens if we're going to have six people cooking in the house. We've got minimum um, minimum lengths of worktop. You have a certain amount of worktop. You have to have a dedicated cupboard for every tenant to keep their stuff in. Don't want tenants fighting over bits of cheese, whatever that they fight about. Um, and then knowing how a kitchen works, you're going to be talking to building control. You're going to be talking to the HMO officer. Uh, it's really important. Then we look at the communal area. This, this kitchen uh, was big enough uh, at the end to have it. It's a really big room, right? It's an extension out into the back garden. Um, We've got a room that's big enough for sort of a little lounge area. We'd have a TV on the wall. Haven't quite decided where to put the TV. Uh, but at first fix, if you're going to put one TV in the building, we only put one TV in the building. Here we go. Knowledge again, right? David, should we put um, TVs in the bedrooms in our HMO? Well, we used to, but we don't anymore. We just put one TV in the communal area, if we can get one in, in or off the kitchen, right? Uh, the reason is... Uh, you know, we need one TV license. We know that because he's only put one TV in. Uh, we do put mega, mega uh, Wi-Fi into the property, right? Because if they've got de really decent Wi-Fi, you need Wi-Fi that's good enough for six people, then they can do what they like on their iPads, on their laptops, whatever, whatever they look at is on their head, right? But if you've got Wi-Fi, they can do it all online. Uh, once again, just showing our angle on this, and I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying it's wrong, right? I'm saying our angle, but what it proves to the potential investor is we've got experience, and we've got track record, and that works. Wow, I'm, I'm not even halfway through this. So this is going to be a long one, guys. Hang with me. But if you want to package HMOs, if you want to sell HMOs, there'll be stuff in here that you might like to add to your presentation when you are dealing with investors. Get them on site. Right, next, um, we've got to talk about planning. So if you're going for seven rooms or more, you are definitely going to need planning. What is the time scale for planning? Have you spoken to the planners? Would you put a pre-application in? Maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. Um, I'll go into the details of these on a different uh, live. This is about bullet points to help you sell an HMO, but you need a great relationship with the planners, okay? 
Um, so if you're going to seven, eight bedrooms, and if you know if you've got the space, if you're going to have seven, you might as well have eight. If you've got the space, right? Uh, if we're going to do planning, let's do planning, right? Um, what are the time scales now in Peterborough? They say six to eight weeks, but our experience is it will take a bit longer. So maybe you want to say to your investor who's buying an HMO, maybe if you need planning. Let's have a bit of a punt, you know, uh, inquiries. The, the legal side of the thing looks fairly straightforward. There's no guarantees here, Mr. Investor. Looks fairly straightforward, nothing nasty in the inquiry, initial inquiries, stuff like that. We haven't exchanged contracts yet. We don't legally own the building. However, in order to save time to get this thing rolling, would you be happy to put in a planning application before we actually own the house? What do you think? Depends on the value of the project. You know, uh, you might get an investor who is happy to play up three or four grand on professional fees, etc., to get a planning application in so the time is running. Uh, so then as soon as we've got it exchanged and completed, our teams can go in and rip out and, and in confident uh, that they'll be able to start putting stuff back together again. I don't know. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying in this particular case, that is what we are doing. So let's get on to network now. Network. If you're going to package HMOs, you've got to be able to prove to your investor that you can produce the final project. I know, but there's many a slip, twixt cup and lip, as I've found in my own world, okay? So you need the right people. Who do you need? If you are going to be packaging HMOs, in my experience, and it was hard-fought experience, these are the people you need. First of all, you need a builder. You need a builder who is competent and capable of doing the work whom you can trust, who won't um, let you down, who will give you a quote. Here's the thing about builders' quotes for HMOs. They're all going to say this to you, and um, you'll see this, you'll hear it many, many times. Oh, David, you know, it's a Victorian Edwardian building. You know, I, I can't really give you a quote. Um, I've got a rough idea, but if I start ripping stuff out and we find loads of other things, right, fine. Then give us the quote, your best guess, and we'll make sure that the investor is aware that we, if we start ripping stuff out, there might be hidden things that we're not sure about. Investigate as far as we can. If we can't go any further, we've got to tell the investor. So at least everyone is aware that is professional and the way that you should do it. And that's how I've learned to do it over time. So we've got a quote from a builder. Might need a structural engineer. If you've got to chop the building about, if you're going to put um, uh, cut walls down, if you're going to go out into the garden, if you're going to put a kitchen extension, you might need a structural engineer. You will certainly need an architect. Architect's drawings. Also, the architect will produce the building control drawings as well. You've got to have those people on your team. If you're going to package HMOs, you've got to have those people on your team. And possibly one of the most important people in this is your contact with the right finance guy. So HMOs, you're talking about a commercial broker or a broker who's got access to commercial funding what every investor asks is, how much can I get back out? Let's assume, let's assume, because this is my model. I'm not saying it should be your model, my model. Let's assume you're working with an investor who's got the cash to buy the property and do all the work. Then 
They want to pull as much money back out again. What's it going to value up at the end? Truth time. Honest answer. I said this this afternoon to the investor. We don't know. But, you know, based on our experience, this is what we've found. Because uh, we've done 50, 60 HMOs now. And most of them have been uh, refinanced. Uh, so this is our experience of how it rolls. And, and you go through the numbers. Again, that's for another live. I'm not going to go through the numbers now. But let's say, for instance, just to give you, a, give you a rough idea of where we were with these numbers, and we're hitting these numbers in Peterborough via Progressive Let's quite, quite often, okay? So let's say the net rent roll, five, six better. Net rent roll is two grand a month. Nice round number, okay? For the benefit of um, my arithmetic, okay, my mental arithmetic. Two grand a month, 24 grand a year. If the investor has to leave after refinance, £72,000 in the deal, and that's a realistic number these days. That's the kind of numbers that we're saying, for, that we're seeing and that we're finding. So 70, 72 grand left in, 24 grand net rent roll. The arithmetic is quite simple. That is about a 30% return on the capital employed in the project. That, in my experience, is a very acceptable number for any investor um, who's going into HMOs. 30% is what they want to see. They get all their money out in three years, and then they've got a wonderful cash-flowing asset that they should keep and cherish forever. So those are the numbers you should aim at. Go through your calculations. That is for a different live, um, but I'll go through it. What else have we got on here? Costs. Other co These are actual questions. That the potential investor, I think he's going to be an investor, uh, that the investor asked me this afternoon. He asked me the cost of furnishing a six bed HMO. Well, we can do it for about five, six grand. Six grand all in, we would kill it, right? I don't know if you could do it that way, but we do it at a very decent standard. It's a very nice quality. We have feature walls. We have all the right stuff, right? Um, about six grand for a six bed HMOs. TVs, do you put TVs in the bed in the bedroom? I dealt with that earlier in this live. That was his question. Should I have TVs in the question? No, no. Just give them some mega Wi-Fi. Let them fill their boots. Kitchen units. What sort of kitchen Can I pick my own kitchen units? You can. You can pick your own kitchen units, Mr. Investor, of course. However, why don't we have flat front shiny ones? Easier to clean. And um Maybe we need very heavy duty, but still attractive looking laminate uh, based worktops, laminate based. Don't do natural wood if you're going to have six people in there cooking and making a mess and all that sort of thing. Really, really important. So laminate worktops. Um, the investor in this particular house, not the one I was with today, but the one who's actually developing this house that I took him to see, has picked a wonderful, I, mean, I have to share it with you. I hope it I hope it sounds as good as it looks. So it is a laminate, but it's a mock white marble with a black and gold speckle in it. How cool. It's so cool. Really cool. I might not have done it justice in my description, but look out for that. It's really, really good. Okay. Kitchen worktops, laminate, fab. Okay. Um, I wanted to share this with you because this is stuff I didn't even know that I did. Uh, and uh, what the investor, potential investor, pointed out to me was I am positioning Progressive Let Sourcing as the experts on HMOs in Peterborough. They are. 
And what I'm doing is I'm laying or layering on our credibility by talking at every point about what you need to run a decent HMO. So I hope that has helped you. As we've gone through, um, I've noted, of course, that there's various areas that need expanding, not within the ambit of this live. This live has already been probably too long, but I will, I will go back through it and I will pull those sections out, maybe do lives about the other sections as well. So I hope this helps. Deal packages out there. Go and sell some HMOs. Go and find your uh, investors. Walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, it's really, really important that you do that. Um, I'll go through. I can see some questions come up. I'll go through and answer questions. So deal packages. Know your stuff. If you don't know your stuff, find someone who knows their stuff and pinch their stuff, right? You can use all this stuff, right? Follow the process that I've laid out in this video. Take your in investors on patch. You're going to sell all of them. It's going to be great. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.